Welcome to Spectrum Sanctorum. You're listening to the Captain's Quadrant with Captain Joe Dove, me, where we dive into everything Star Trek. Like, share, and subscribe. Welcome to the world where space and time merge to bring you into our quadrant of space. We just hope you don't go to pieces in it. Welcome to the Captain's Quadrant. I'm your host, Captain of the Ship, Joe Dove. So glad to be here with my friends, VHS Jace, Jason Roy Gaston, and Captain Nita. So glad to have you guys. And just so you know... Our good buddy, Jason Roy Gaston, he is on a special away mission. So he's currently hiding from the butt bugs. Uh, They're everywhere. Yes. (laughs) Don't tell them where I am. Yes, we won't. They're they're mad because my prediction was wrong. (laughs) All right. So uh, this could have been the big comeback, but now they're all mad. They're like, we'll get you in the end. And I don't like the way that sounds. (laughs) We'll get you in the end. Oh, boy. All right, and then uh, let's let me just ask you, VHS, you're Jace, you're tired of uh, seeing the red door? You've been seeing, yeah. It? Oh, we'll talk about that when we're going, but I'm I'm more distracted about something else, to be honest with you, Joe. Oh, what's um, that? What's that? It's your dog again, again, it's what, Teddy what again. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I thought like he he said some pretty horrible, borderline racist things, and then he said something about the Jews, like, yeah, I remember that. Really that was offensive terrible. last week. <clears throat> and I thought that was it. But there's a TikTok the other day, and I yeah, don't have cool. it on me, but there's a TikTok with him putting on an Australian voice, mocking my intelligence. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can take enough of this. You know, this is enough. But, you know, I'm not here to get retribution, but I am here to make you aware of what your dog's really up to. Because I think you don't really understand how evil Teddy, and let's have another look at Teddy. This is the dog that's been yes. harassing me, people. Yeah, very, very, very upsetting. Super now, cute. Uh, his Twitter account, man, he's a busy boy on there. All right? Let's have a look at what he's been putting up during the week. All right. So excited to be joining the team of Fox As a proud NAR member and a patriot dog, I will give my unbiased thoughts on those Antifa-loving radical left hippies. <laughs> Hashtag time for truth and honesty. Wow. That's horrible. Yeah. I did like, not what's know What's going on there? Like oh, man. How about, and, then, and then there's this one. The only thing Trump should be a diner for is being awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Come on, oh, Make again. America great again. Oh, man. Yeah. It's concerning. And I thought they were jokes. I thought they were jokes when he said he was joining Fox News, but... Little did we know, he actually was on Fox News this week. <laughs> As you can see, he's with Matthew wow. McConaughey talking about gun responsibility. All right, was... all right. What do you think, Doug? <laughs> and I didn't get to hear much of us. So I didn't know which side of fence he sat on. But later that night, he did appear on Tucker Carlson. And it's pretty clear <laughs> what his political agenda is at this point. And Teddy believes more guns is the solution. So, look, I'm not here to hate 
But I think your dog's a Republican. Yeah, so sounds like very, mainly very strange. conversation. Yeah. I can just hear the comments now. What did you have to bring politics into? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Teddy made that joke. I'm Australian. What do I care about US politics? It's your dog who's decided to draw a line in the sand here. Yeah. I'd be checking your cupboard for guns. That's what I'd <laughs> Oh, no. And Adderall. Look out and for the Adderall. Adderall. Look out for the Adderall. It's always Because you know he'll blame it all on the Adderall if you give him a chance. Yeah. Toy chest might be filled with guns. Dude. Yeah. I will double check it. Yeah. But I'm hopeful Teddy now, you know, maybe you can have a conversation with him, rehabilitate him, and stop him from oversharing, I think. Yeah. I think that's the most uh, Maybe thing. you and you, Jace, maybe you and Teddy need a little mediation. Get together. Well, look, I know Teddy is struggling with his mental health. I mean, look at this tweet. My own thought of it. Don't know him and they think. It's those noises. Those horrible noises. Every single day. I wish Teddy. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> we can actually get on with the show. So. All right. So <laughs> let us uh, jump into the synopsis. Yes, let's, let's just talk, talk Star Trek at least. Welcome to the Star Trek show. <laughs> so Vedic forces Picard to make an impossible choice. Deliver what he can never give or watch his crew perish. Uh, their only salvation lies in the mind of an old friend and old foe. Oh, that's a really good synopsis. <laughs> yeah, that really is. Yeah, they really nailed it. All right, let's hop into first contact. Oh, first contact. You think I'd be organized? Anyway. Uh, Thanks. Ooh. Can we, can we comment on the fact that's more footage about first contact that we actually got during the week? Yeah, that's that is more we'll first contact we'll information we'll later, than later. than Paramount released this week. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start out with our uh, hiding from the butt bugs, buddy. What is your first contact? I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I was glad to see um, the loose ends tied up while leaving the open ends open. Again, the uh, cliffhanger annoyed me. But seeing the old gang back together in the meeting room with Data among them, I was over myself just it was like the warmest blanket of love and cotton candy and kittens purring and just making me just feel good all over that one scene right there to me is the topper for the whole season is just having the gang back together again totally agree nita hello everyone yes you know i keep saying it this season of star trek picard they have hit it out of the park every episode for me. Um, and that may not be, you know, anyone else's opinion, and that's fine. But for me, I think every episode has met their purpose. Um, and this was an incredible episode. Um, just incredible. Uh, and it made me, it, you know, I had a lot of questions. It was so good that it answered questions, but it made me think of so many more. Um, And I think that a good episode always makes you question, makes you think, makes you really concentrate on what's happening. And I thought that was what was going on here. I thought it was fantastic. I can't complain. Yes. All right, Jace, VHS Jace. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting episode because it's one. Of, it's it's a, a darkest hour episode. We're at the the worst possible situation our main characters are in, and I tend to really love those moments in films and certainly those episodes. So I'm a big fan as well. I also feel like it's a closure of a storyline, isn't it? Like I, yeah. I, I went back and I thought about this whole series, and I feel like in some way the first four episodes it's its own story, and now we've had another four. So I feel like we've tied up a big chunk of it and we're now moving on. It is an episode that raises a lot of questions, though, about what's coming mm -hmm. up. But overall, it was tense from the start. It was enjoyable from the start. And even moments which not handled correctly would have been ultimately really cheesy, uh, cheesy came off really well because of the expertise of the performance. And I'm basically talking about Mrs. Plummer herself, who, yeah. who I thought was great. She's she literally a Khan villain in a way, but yeah. like that type of villain. Yeah, but over the top, you know. But great. You know, that whole scene on the bridge, that tense when, you know, the 10-minute, you know, scenario where they've got 10 minutes and, and, yeah, wonderful. Very good. But probably one of the more, I mean, how many people die in this episode, people? Yeah. Really dark episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, by the way, folks, if you haven't seen the episode, we're going to be talking about all the stuff that happens. <laughs> if you're watching this, you're watching <laughs> you this in episode eight, and yeah. you haven't figured out that we spoil the crap out of all this, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But please, <laughs> while you're here, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we should really appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed, and you can watch us share more crap. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of fun stuff. Yes, and... this is not the Teddy and Jay show. <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't just a, but, you know, man, I, I wanted to let that thing die. It's the dog who keeps raising the stakes. I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. I'm with uh, you. Chomping at the bit, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I thought this was, like you said, like you guys have all said, it was a nice way to put a bow tie on the whole present that is the third season of Picard. The one thing I do want to mention is I took a moment to take a gander on Rotten Tomatoes, right, Jace? Tomatoes. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes. So I went over to Rotten Tomatoes. You say tomatoes. tomatoes, he says tomatoes, I say tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. There you go. What, what do they say in Puerto Rico? What's Puerto Rico? Tomates. 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 There you oh, go. look at that. All right. Love us. I love this world. See, we complete we completely missed the mark by not calling this podcast tomatoes, 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 tomates. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did. We really did. That's the new podcast we're coming. <laughs> yeah, that's the next one. This, this summer. Yeah. Rotten rotten tomatoes. <laughs> but uh one thing I wanted to bring up was that this is the highest rated Star Trek show uh for Picard ever. Uh it's seventy five percent fresh. That's excellent. That's good. Yeah. Seventy-five percent fresh. You know, this is what you get when you have such like this type of science fiction fandoms. Never make everyone happy, can you? No, no, no. You no, just no. can't. Oh, and you know, I thought it was a great episode. They uh, was a bit surprised at one thing, but we'll get into that later. So yeah. let us hop into the comments, Nita. I give yes, we have quite a bit of wonderful, beautiful people here tonight. Uh, a cosmic mom, of course, she says hello. Emma. Yeah, and a new person here, Leticia, Leticia and she says hello, young man. Hello. Um, oh, she's talking about me. I was oh, say, really? I, no, 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 she's talking about me. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Sarah, well, she's got her snacky oh, snacks. Oh, yes, Sarah. Got her You're not the only one, clearly, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, apparently we, we hear that little munching in the back. And Devin just... Hey, Devin. Hi, Devin. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> you got to have your snacky snacks. That's right. That's right. And our favorite, one of our favorite, Keith hey. Filsa. Tomato in Klingon means death vegetable. Death vegetable. <laughs> exactly. If it's not alive, why eat it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've got a, a comment here from Sarah, which is lovely. The family's back together. We are. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, I think they meant the TNG family. Oh, no, I thought we were talking about us because no. it was like, there's been a lot of controversy. We're lucky we even kind of got this show. <laughs> no, I, there is a comment here that I'm not sure if it was a uh, repeated comment as in, oh, this was funny or perhaps a revelation. Cosmic Mom, what are you saying? Oh, here? Yeah. Keep, keep, keep. <laughs> hey, man. you got to talk to your dog. He's the... That's it's yeah, you know, Teddy's the one who's got some controversial opinions, not me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. All right, let us hop into pros and cons. Oh, yes, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I repeat it every time, just so you know. I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start off with you, VHS Chase. Give oh, great, no worries. Let's get hard. into the bad. Okay, All right, let's get into no, the bad straight away. I'm a bit concerned and a little bit frustrated that we are again, and it comes down to the cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And I think, do we really need to be dragging what's behind the red door no. into episode nine now? Mm -hmm. And then into episode 10, when we have such big mysteries that need to be solved, like what's right. happening, first contact day and, and all that other business around there. Um, yeah, that's probably my, my greatest con was it. It was just like, this felt very much a repeat of last week. So we've had two really the darkest hour episodes. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're really going to have to drag yourself out of it. However, the show itself, I was locked in. Yeah. I was locked in the moment in. I thought the uh, I thought that it, the whole scenario, how that was handled, including her, I'm not going to say spoiler alert, her death, um, was, was, was great. It was nothing original. Seen it all before, but like I said before, handled expertly. Um, I really turned around on Jack. I really, really like that character now. I've, I've really kind of appreciate what who he is. And uh, I was a bit frustrated with Picard and Beverly Crusher. You know, I know oh. they were right, but I was frustrated with them because really the answer was him going up to the bridge. Um, yeah, from the get. So, I was not frustrated at their choice. I was frustrated it took three scenes before they explained why you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but yeah, but overall, it's a cracking episode. I will stand by this. I actually think it's the greatest single season of the modern Star Trek era so far. Ooh, wow. That is a bold, bold statement. Eight sir. episodes in the way. Right there with you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> eight episodes in a, in a row that even in their weakest, and, and I'm kind of stealing Jason's line here, is still really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I can't think of any, including Strange New World. I was just going to say that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Ooh. great. 
but I think this is better. But yeah, that was it. That's all I got. Uh, Mr. Gaston, if you would, your you just saw me put a cheese it in my mouth. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I went to you. I thought you were going to go with cheese it first. I can't eat those everywhere. <laughs> okay. Um, pros, as I said, seeing the gang back together um, yeah, was, was just. I, I I grew up watching this crew, and seeing them all back together after what twenty one years, twenty two years, um, hit me harder than what I thought it would. Even though I'd seen the, even though I had seen the uh, previews of them sitting at that table together, watching Brent Spiner come in as Data, and everyone be so happy to see him, um, something I never thought I would see again. Yeah. And it just felt so good seeing it. It was cathartic. It was almost like therapy. It, it was felt right, beautiful. Didn't it? Yeah. it did. It felt like all the wrongs in the world have been put right for those two or three minutes that scene lasted. And I just loved it so much. Um, Deanna and Raffi, you're yeah. scary. I loved that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And even a little re- reignition of the Warp Troy romance. Oh, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> I, I am really, one of the two people in the world. <laughs> I am one of the two people in the world who actually thought that Warp and Deanna was a good couple. I did, too. And so I, so seeing too. That, I was just like, I missed oh. those two together. I thought that that was great. And plus yeah. seeing Will a little bit, uh, you know, jealous was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here too. I don't know. I, <laughs> I I just enjoyed all the Will and Deanna scenes. Having them having them uh, both admit that they hate living on the Pente, I thought was hilarious. Our our cabin looks like it was put together by hipsters. <laughs> they still have hipsters in the 25th century. How about that? They um, the the t- intensity in this episode was great, and I I have to admit. I laughed at Baddock's last line when I realized that was her last line on the show. I thought, yeah. how appropriate. And wh- how great for the Changelings, really. Because the Changelings, even though they were such a great threat on Deep Space Nine, they always seemed so generic and boring as individuals. Yeah. Baddock was something else. She was petty. She was mean. She was funny. And that last line just... I'm going to miss her so much. Sorry, Chase. And what and just was that like in the her, last line? I can't I've... say. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't, can't say. say it. Does anyone else it was, know it? it was Go ahead. Fun, y'all say it. Something, right? It was, it was F. Effing F- solids. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Solids. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Which I know a lot of people have issues with the F word in this season of Picard. That's got to be my favorite swear in Star Trek right next to Data's exclamation when the saucer was about to crash into the planet. Those are the two best swears in Star Trek history. Uh, I'm going to stop there because I'm just going to endlessly gush. My my con is, again, and I'm going to echo what Jay said, I'm getting tired of the mystery of I'm hearing from the sounds of Brooklyn, New York. You know? So we'll, what did you Gaza, do? You'll be back. Are you at later, the Gaza Strip or where are you? <laughs> I thought that that was Battle Cat at first. <laughs> you found, <laughs> you found me. The butt bug found me. Oh, uh, that's what I muted. Just so you know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to echo what Jay said. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm t- the mystery box 
element of this show is getting tiresome. At any point, Vadik could have told Jack what he was. Yeah. Literally, at any point. It's time to find out who you are. Meanwhile, we're an episode after that, and we still haven't found out who he is. Yep. I think I've, I think my theory is correct, and <clears> I think <throat> I know why now, and you'll just have to wait until later in the podcast to find out if you really? want to be spoiled on what's coming. Uh, so is this, and no, it's not the butt bugs. <laughs> it, it's the mystery box of Jason's theory. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah, at least this mystery you're, box will get answered. Yeah, it's in you're, one episode. You're going right? to find out exactly what the mystery box is. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> All right, uh, Nita, have the sounds of Brooklyn subsided? Are we good? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, go, go for your. I'm so song. sorry, guys. But as you no, know, no, I don't no. live far from a precinct and from a fire station. So they come by. Nice. And the windows are open. It is humid in New York City. So sorry, guys. But this episode has... Um, I'm going to start with what I like. Uh, I love the moment when everyone was just rushed over to to Data. You know, Troy gave him a hug. Everyone just... The love in that room was genuine. It was so not acted. It felt like like a welcome home. Oh, you've been missing for this long, and now we found you. And mm. it just felt beautiful. The moment um, that I, I actually like when Worf saves Deanna and and Riker. I like the interaction with Riker and Troy and and um and Worf because. He's like in, inappropriate because uh, he's standing right there and he's like, you know, uh, reciting sonnets or something to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Like, even I was like, a man is right there. What's he doing? Um, well, even Worf knows he's a daddy by this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I think that Jack asking them to trust him, you know, trust me, I can do this, you know, but he is insisting he is not a changeling. He's never changed into anything. He's never, I don't know if Jack is correct about that. You know, um, I think I'm annoyed at that red door. I thought it was going to be opened. Um, and, uh, it was not, I don't understand why they didn't at least open it and have them standing in the in this room where the information is. Something, give me something. It's torturous, okay? Um, but I, I think overall it was a very good episode. Um, I do question, though, and I'm just going to put this out there. It's not a theory. This is not what I... Is Vatic truly dead? That's... As we know, the original changelings... Um, they could be in space and survive without any protective gear. However, right, it's modified. Yeah, exactly. In Deep Space Nine, right? Um, we saw that. But these chains that have been modified, right, by technology. Um, and we did see her freeze, as one would do, and kind of blow up. And they did blow up the strike. But do they have the ability to re- connect themselves maybe just slower maybe just taking a little longer is she really yeah that's yeah i I mean is she really gone just yet i think getting rid of her in this episode when there's still a changing threat that she clearly is leading 
um, you know, with the help of her hand friend. Yeah, she's not um, leading it. She's, no, just she's not leading it, but she's the yeah. second in command. And he, that hand thing is speaking. She's speaking for that hand thing, that hand changeling. Okay. And now I wonder if she is actually dead, does that mean the hand thing is dead? Nope. Oh, no. The big evil head is still out there. Yeah. You know? was, her hand it's... is just a mobile phone. That's <laughs> right. That yeah. You got to think about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but moments. you know what I like to think, Nita? I like to think, no, she wouldn't come back together. There'd just be thousands of little mini hers. <laughs> kind of like Army of Darkness when Ash gets into the little mini versions. Yeah. 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 So we have That's a thousand where we get tiny the bugs from. <laughs> he will become the butt bug. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got the butt bug origins. Uh, I thought this <laughs> was um, my favorite moment for sure was the epic death scene of not only the ship of the strike, but of Amanda Plummer's um, Vatic. But the I was wondering if maybe that was a different changeling just putting on her face. And then the real one was actually Deanna Troy. But, you know, uh, when they all got back together, it was like, nah, nah. That's it. They, they got rid of Vatic. But my con is, if you're going to say, hey, the, the highest levels of Starfleet are infiltrated by changelings and we got to figure it out. And they managed to break protocol and it can't be discovered. Well, there's no bad admirals running around. So you can say, hey, wait, yeah, he's the change. You know what I mean? There's nobody in charge as a, a secular threat to be like, OK, yeah, Picard, screw you. I'm Admiral John and I've got the Enterprise F and I'm going to blow up everybody. You know, there's no now oh, you feel like there's no villain now. Now there's no villain. There's no main villain. I'm with you. I the big evil like head. Mm -hmm. So the That's big evil villain, head man. is something. But like <clears throat> there's no setup to who it could be unless it's, you know, it's nobody around the circle and there's no hierarchy in Starfleet. That was mentioned in the show for it to be so it'll be a lot unless the big evil head is connected yeah. to I, I see what you're saying there's no real like uh interaction with any character that you can mm -hmm. go back to and go well that was the villain all along right okay look yeah. uh yeah it's an interesting point for sure yeah yeah so that's what i'm wondering hey, can i raise one thing no what did everyone think about the data law i was that was inside my next, the that was my pro scene? that was a huge pro for me yeah. I love that because spot, uh, spot, yeah, spot, spot save the day. Yeah, this is my very last memory. And he hands in the cat, and then he's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" I thought that was such this a cat, great lope dope. This cat taught me how to love. Yeah, yeah. I'm yes. sorry. Just like Battle Cat is teaching you how to how to fight. fight. Battle Cat <laughs> is teaching me pain and suffering. <laughs> Plus, I think it's I think it's great if you've ever heard Brent Spiner speak at a convention. He hated working with that cat. Really? And so I think the fact that they brought the cat in one more time to make him work with a cat. That's <laughs> great. Chef's kiss. Well, I mean, it's definitely not the same cat. <laughs> How do you know that cats don't live that long? And if they cats live, do not live that long. Yeah. Um. So, what, Jason? No, Spot's still alive. Oh my goodness, Space Spot. <laughs> uh, I always thought Spot. Oh, was... but, but, hold on, hold on. I got one more thing to say. Did you guys notice they changed Spot's gender again? Yes. I know. Spot started out as a male cat, girl, then now a then boy. She, and now he's a boy again. Oh wow. Trans cats matter. That's yeah. it, man. Who are you to, you know, assume their pronouns? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, the cat. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, 
Let's go to the comments. We have a lot, and we, we have, have a lot of friendly. Comments. Yes, we have a lot we of friendly do. faces that uh, I'm super happy to see, like my buddy Claudia. Yeah, but, uh, you go. It's all you, Nita. That's right. Don't touch my comments. I'm not touching nothing. <laughs> I'm giving oh. you the moment. Don't 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 make me regret it and kick you out of the room. <laughs> uh, Claudia says, "I love the team getting back together. That is so again. Thank you. We're happy to be back. True. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. And she also That's thinks smile. she also <laughs> thinks Troy was really fun, and she was. I she agree was. with her. Um, the things Troy said was hilarious. We have I was someone worried about <clears throat> her too, whether how that was going to be handled. Yeah. And I must say, it was beautifully written for her. Yeah, like, yeah, really it was. Yeah. Um, we have a new person here, Victor Romero, and this comment oh. was posted when Jace was making his comment. And he says bold words, but I agree. For the best Star Trek season. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And our friend Geek Filter says live action, maybe? That what Dex didn't have any clunkies, clunkers. I don't, think, I don't think this season has had any clunkers either. No, it hasn't. No, yeah. Hasn't. Yeah. Yes. And then Devin says, I wish Rafi had more screen time this uh, season. Me too. Yeah, they finally season. got her right, though. And that's yeah, they really did. They got her right, and we don't see enough of her. But maybe that's why it's working so well this season. They're yeah. bringing her in when she's absolutely needed, and she's getting to shine rather than being the focus. Yeah. Yes, so absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Keith Filter says, Imzadia should have taught you another word. That is the funniest fun moment yeah. in that scene of theirs. Yeah. Um, and uh, Victor also says... Yeah, I hated how the episode ended. They keep teasing, and Earth. they do. They yeah. I don't think they can do it again. I really don't think they can do another cliffhanger again because doing no. two in a row, I think that's, to be honest with you, the only flaw I could pick out is the fact you've gone for two weeks of consecutive cliffhangers. So. Oh, we have a special guest. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Nisa. Um, yeah, yeah, we have some more comments. <laughs> I was like, I, am I over? And I don't know. No, no, no. no. There's no, a ton of comments, so you got to keep going. This is your okay, moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, Claudia also is, uh, let's see. I, I lost my comment. I got so nervous. Yeah, I yeah, wait, I wait, wait. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Greek Geek Filter says, Vatic, so oh, glad wow. she's gone. She was the cartoon villain in an otherwise well written show. Now, I would left definitely like to kind of talk about that because, yes, she is a cartoon villain and she's not original, she is a calm type villain. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, however. It's the right villain for this season. I don't know if we really... I don't know. It just seems so well-balanced that we had this kind of cartoonish villain because, the, the to me, the show's not really about the villain. In a way, it's right. not even really about the plot. It's around revisiting our characters and them getting together. If it was any other actor in that, I fear it would have just completely gone off the cliff. Yeah. But Amanda yeah. Plummer handled that with... Class, she brought complexity to the role. Um, she brought body language to that that probably wasn't written on the page. Yeah, that, like, she's a fantastic actress. 
that moment yeah. where they're executing, and a lot of people died in this episode, and they're executing all the you know ensigns, all the lower deck people and such. Yeah. She's doing that thing where she's like pretending it like it's a symphony. Yeah. Like hearkening back to her torture that we all like discovered she went through. Man, that's that yeah, there are cartoon elements to it, but that's more. Yeah. She brings more to it. Absolutely. Um and Devin also feels as we do that the Jack subplot just feels dragged out. And I agree, it truly does feel like they're just trying to get it us as close to the end as they can possibly mm -hmm. get it. Um, and it, I think it's a little frustrating because when you do that, it leaves no room for um, exposition of the situation. You know? Yeah. Uh, Claudia also thinks that uh, I miss Amanda Plummer chewing the scenery, but Vatic often didn't make scenes. Uh, it didn't make sense. sense. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Again, I think it's strength of the character. Mm -hmm. yeah. She didn't always make sense because she was she was insane. Doesn't matter what species yeah. she comes from, that, that character's gone through, you know, some you know, clearly terrible torture. torture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. she ain't thinking clearly. Whatever's going on in her changeling brain is the equivalent of mental illness for sure. Well, nothing's going on now because it's several different places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, can I just yeah. ask you? Yeah, can yeah, I ask you ahead. guys about? The way they get rid of Vatic, though we haven't talked about the moment of how they actually do it. That, do we not that, love that? I mean, that was I really love cool. that. Yeah, ceiling, that yeah, ceiling seven and and Jack, and then sucking them out. Yeah, um, because I'd never seen that. It's the top part that came off, right? Right. It's the top. Yeah. The, the view screen just went. Whoop, bye. Yeah. Whoop, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that scene because it seemed like. Picard and Beverly and Jack were behind the eight ball the entire time. There was no plan. They were completely at Vatic's mercy. But at that moment, you realize they had the plan the whole time. And I yeah. thought, that's Sean Lick and Beverly and Jack right there. That's my boy yeah. and my girl. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Victor Romero says, I like that Worf has embraced humor. And I oh, do it's too. So good. Yeah. It's so good. He is so good. I mean, I don't know that he understands he can laugh at his own jokes, but I like the fact that he's embracing that part of him. I, you know? I, say that, I don't know if he was hitting on Deanna. I thought he was more expressing his appreciation for the emotional I think education. so, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was Riker who got petty jealousy and took it the wrong way. Right. Um, Either that, that or Warp was getting even with Riker for uh, the triple comment. This is yeah, Warp's revenge. Oh, look at that. I am, take, I am finding humor in the, in the discomfort of others. You Mind go. you, when, he, when we get the introduction of Warp, breaking him out, I mean, that's a fist pump moment, right? Again, they did the same scene three times now. <laughs> I, yeah. they and they can do it a fourth time. I'm alone on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fist that I'm going to. That should be the new Star Trek show. Warp stab <laughs> people in the back. Hey, uh, I do not criticize the fighting scene of war. Okay, <laughs> he will he will rescue you any way he has to, and if he's got to stab you in the back to do it, then he will. Not that. <laughs> okay? Oh, I have no problem with it. no yeah. daddy. Warp is fine. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, Sarah poses a very interesting question. Whatever they took from Picard's human body, his brain, where did it go? Great question. Great question. Great question. Brain, brain, what is brain? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. because that's what they really wanted. The aromatic syndrome. Yeah. So then we've got three main things that have to be solved in the next two episodes. What's the plan is for first contact day? What's the deal with Jack? What happened to Picard's frontal lobe? Right. So was Picard a parade this whole time? Is that what we're going to go with? (laughs) Imagine they did that. The oh, my God. They imagine. did not bring in the power rates. They already Just got Just wait, Sugar Bear. I got you. Just wait, Sugar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> We're leading up to it, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're into it. And right, Devin, Devin says, does anyone else think of the song <laughs> Paint It Black <laughs> whenever they see That's, the red door? Yeah, yes. Devin. Devin. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. The way makes we... me think of a film from the seventies called Behind the Green Door, but we won't. <gasps> now, Claudia, Uh-oh. I like your brain, but also she said that a piece of her in all lives all in all brothers, her brothers and sisters. And sisters. Mm. Maybe she will return. <gasps> That's Maybe right. I and saw then... thousands of little mini vatics. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Victor says I think she's dead since they've. Seen the other chainsling die via phaser blast and other conventional methods uh, of unliving. Yeah, well, it's 100% accurate. She's dead. We ain't seeing her again in this season. We're not seeing ever again. It's over. It's over. Dead. Dead. Oh, Sarah has a theory about the hand uh, changeling. I think that hand is just the changeling communicator. It's just running OS 17 or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's a mobile phone. That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have so many comments, and we truly do appreciate all of them. But I think we will be here and the next segment. All right. So we're excited to bring you something new this week, correct? Yes. All right. And I won't spoil it because I know there's an intro for it. So please, by all means. Well, I think I should at least announce. Do you want to announce the title? Would you like me to announce? Uh, You can announce the title since you have the card. This uh, new segment is called Mr. Gaston and his intergalactic musings. Oh. Oh, we haven't got the setup right. Never mind. I'm just going to remove you, Nita, for a sec because we've got to have there he is, and then we're going to add. uh, No, that doesn't work. What are we going to do? We're going to remove everybody. What have you you done? I've just got rid of everyone. It's just us running the stream now. Forget about it. Just go with it, Joseph. We can't figure this out. Okay. So, yesterday was first contact day. All Star Trek fans knows all about First Contact Day, but apparently First Contact Day is a mystery to Paramount because they did absolutely nothing. Imagine if Star Wars had forgotten all about May the 4th. That's unheard of, isn't it? Oh, no, but Paramount couldn't be bothered. I'm assuming somebody walked into the Paramount office and said, Happy First Contact Day! Somebody sitting at their desk with a bag of cheese that went, Happy what? <laughs> Happy First Contact Day! What do you have for, to show the audience today? Something amazing, something great, something to get them excited. And the guy's like, uh, here are these posters I made on Photoshop last hour. Perfect, let's do that. 
uh, Paramount not doing anything for First Contact Day was stupid and insulting. Yes, they introduced the idea that they were going to do Starfleet Academy a, about a week ago. Why did they announce it a week ago? They should have done it today. They could have given us anything. They could have given us the smallest thing. They could have given us stills from the next season of Star Trek Strange New World, a still of uh, Jack Quaid and, Ta and Tawny Newsom as live-action Boimler and Mariner. They could have given us a mock-up of animated Pike. They could have given us the bare minimum, but they didn't even do that. And I think that that is just... It's the butt bugs. <laughs> the butt bugs didn't know what first contact day was. And we are all doomed. A butt bug apocalypse is on the way. Uh, and that was I, my that was my intergalactic musing for this week. Thank you, Jason. An excellent amazing. one to start with because you raised an excellent point. What the hell were they doing? Not recognizing the biggest day of the year in Star Trek. Yeah. It, they did the same thing for the 50th anniversary. The same thing being nothing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's almost like a lack of care. It's first contact day. You ready? This is what we got. Oh, there but you but go. they, they announced not only did they announce Starfleet Academy the week, wasn't a few days prior to that, they also announced officially Star Trek Strange New World Season 3. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like they, they just bits. blew their water early. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They they were not a good and, day. And they announced uh, Prodigy's coming out too. Yeah. 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 So what got, was, they uh, were like, let's sell them all now. Forget first like, contact yeah, they, day. They did less than the bare minimum. And mm. like I said, one still, one announcement, anything would have been great. We would have been like, yeah, not too much news this year, but you know, hey, you can't have a big year every year. But this year they were just like, oh, we ain't got nothing. I, I, I tell you what, and I'm going to get probably shot down for this. This doesn't happen in the Star Wars fandom. No, it does not. And you know what? It does not. Oh, no. and you know what? I'm sorry. Here, here lately, Star Trek has been so much stronger than Star Wars. This yeah. is inexcusable. Mm. Yeah, it Absolutely. has been. It has. And my neighbor's talking about it. It was like, oh, hey, you watch yeah. Star Trek? You should then watch my show. And now I have a cue card <laughs> for the QR thing. I was like, scan it. You can download it right away. Um, yeah, like it's, it, it's. I don't know what else to say about it except it's shockingly disrespectful to the franchise and the community. Uh, I, the franchise that's keeping Paramount Plus afloat right now. Yeah, exactly. You pay for that, you know, stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, they should have done something because it's always, you know, our, the anniversaries are always a big deal and big things happen. Um, and they really, really, really did a horrible job. It was just super boring to watch. Um, and they should have done something for, I mean, they didn't even put a, a commercial announcement um, saying happy Star Trek, you know, Star Trek's first contact day. Nothing. They oh. didn't put anything out. And I think, like, that's just not acknowledging a fandom that has been around for 55 years and not acknowledging the importance of that fandom to your business. Yep. Well, what's Somebody strange is two years yes. ago, two years ago in 2021, if you look it up on the internet, because I got mistaken the other day when I was looking this up, in 2021, they had a full day of panels, announcement, live streams, everything. It was like watching Comic-Con streaming. It was yep. chock-a-block from morning to night. 
And then less than two years later, when your franchise is at its arguably strongest, healthiest position it has been in decades, mm-hmm. and you do nothing. Um, yeah. Any comments about it? I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, Geek yeah. Filter put up a great one. Yeah, September absolutely. 8th. Geek Filter yeah. has um, a few comments on it. I'm going to start yeah. with this comment. It says September 8th is the biggest day in track. First contact was really embraced by the fans more than CBS has, and has been like the that set that sense that since first contact they came out. Mm. Um, then we have Victor here says, I agree, Star Trek Day is the day to celebrate, and they do better, they they better mm-hmm. do something on that day. I hope so too. Um, and uh, Greek filter says Disney is running it. That's the only reason they are on it. May the fourth equals yet more money. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Disney it's true. has an amazing, yeah. an amazing budget for their advertisement for their, um, you know, accessories, toys. The Star Wars cosplay. universe was doing that way before Disney owned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've always recognized yeah. their franchise. Yeah, they've been doing it for decades. Um, that's yeah, that's the reality of it. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, from a court for Star Trek Day being September 8th, if that's the biggest day technically, and yet you're saying the fans embraced it, then yeah. don't the fans probably dictate the terms of the days they're going to celebrate? Yeah. yeah. Now, and um, it doesn't yeah. excuse them doing nothing either because you could have said, Happy First Contact Day. Don't forget September 8th, Star Trek Day, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Claudia, Claudia has a, makes a very good point. Claudia says, It's like the feeling, like, it's like feeling so confident in a relationship, you forget to have an anniversary dinner. And that's, that's true. Me, my wife, that yeah. is true. They're taking the audience too much for granted. And that mm. is absolutely true. They know that Trek fans have been here and we don't leave. When, when fans of fandoms, especially sci-fi fandoms, get a hook of liking something, we don't just like it. We need to know the history of it. We need to have the toys and we need to have, you know, uh, the costumes and the cosplays. Well, and we go all in. Yep. And, and a big announcement did come out today, which mm-hmm. is, is not first contact, but Corgi has now got the license to do the ships. Oh. The ship models. Yes, finally. Right. I want to tighten a. Yeah, I and tighten a. that's Terry Metallis has said, oh, let me introduce you to the Titan A. <laughs> yeah. No, and so, the thing is. That's good news, Megan. What? Why didn't put that on first contact? Yeah. That's right. He could have. They could have made that the announcement. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not in... criticism of our Star Trek. We love Star Trek. It's not even. Absolutely. It's, it's the marketing. We're criticizing the, the marketing. marketing. Left they need to do better with their, oh. um, you know, with their toys. They need to do better. They had opportunities and they let it go. You know, they need to do more movies. They need to do more series. They need to do better with their advertisement they need a better advertisement team and i think that well, that's think part of the problem is there's nothing problem. filmed yet for um uh section 31 and or well, section 31 is just a rumor still joe yeah mm-hmm. you think so? it doesn't exist until no. they officially announce it and yeah, i know but i'm saying like i don't think they have anything it. ready for any no but as jason said 
They absolutely would have had animation cells from Lower Decks available. Yep. They definitely would have had a live action. And, and they could have done a bunch of preview photos from Strange New World Season 2. Well, they do they have, have that stuff. They have headshots out. They did put a headshot series out of, of all the characters. They had uh, Pike. They had the Photoshop <laughs> jobs. But put some yeah. set photos out. Put some uh, screenshots. of Yeah, that would have been better. Now, this <laughs> comment is very interesting. And I've always thought this as well. From Victor Romero. He says they need mm -hmm. to... Yeah, 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 I would like one of those. Yeah. Damn straight. Um, I think we all I want, want one of them. Yeah. Actually, this is the comment. He is typing up a comment so quickly. Yeah. Thank Victor, you. Victor, they need to hire fan consultants. And they do. Paramount, I'm available. Same. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the whole squadron. We're ready to do this. I'm available. You don't want me. <laughs> I'll only want blue MMs. I'll turn up late <laughs> to the writing room. And I have IBS. You don't want that in the room. What? <laughs> IBS. Oh, totally. I know what it is. I did not expect bugs. to hear that. Yeah, it's the butt bugs. Yeah. The bus it's bus. the butt bugs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's also your dog giving me the shits as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice circle. Nice circle. Uh, you got to be careful because he's not too far away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm worried what he's going to do. He's going to start hacking in my computer. He's yeah. secretly using <laughs> He's secretly using um, Joe's wife's phone to watch yeah. so that he can come back and get you, Jace. Be careful with him. <laughs> no? All right, so we are going to now hop into 10 Forward, if I'm not mm. This is terrible. I like it. This is more of a comment section, I'd say. Guys, any more comments going in there? We kind of, we kind of after Jason's thing, we just kind of went straight into 10 Forward. No, we are yeah, up yeah. to date with our comments. But oh, yeah, another one. Uh, All right, somebody said maybe this being... we got nothing to talk about here. Like, yeah, Sarah Andrews. Yeah, Sarah Angel says maybe they're being overly cautious after the fiasco with the three Calvin movie point. announcements. That was the fourth um, Calvin movie. That's oh no, yeah, yeah but yeah. you know what? It had been announced a few times, so she's probably right. Like, yeah, they've probably, been announced. It has been. Yeah. What Star do you think is going to be made first, Section Thirty-One or the fourth Kelvin movie? <laughs> Kelvin movie. <laughs> Section Thirty-One. Yeah. Here's what I think they. I we'd heard rumors straight after the Oscars that Star Trek were in touch with Michelle Yao and all yeah. that. I'm saying contract negotiations haven't been finalized. Her agents have gone back and gone, whoa, 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 whoa! You want an Oscar-winning actress to yep. do this show for this amount? I think we need I, to renegotiate. That's why they I could just see Michelle Yao before she went to the Oscars. If if an actor is even a rumor to get uh, to be nominated you grab them before because they will be cheaper and was that contract i could just written? see yeah. yeah i could just see michelle yo sitting there across from somebody from paramount negotiating and they say well um our paper here says that we're going to pay you this amount so this much per episode and she pulls out her oscar and says well, my friend here says you're going to pay me this much. Per <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see and she's worth it. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the yeah. other thing, too, is you've got to sign her up for a multi-year contract. Yeah. Which is going to limit her ability to do other films because she's right. going to have all the best directors throwing roles at her. So yeah. what she has to decide is she willing to give that up to play 
you know, in, in the Star Trek universe. It's a big decision for her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to put into this 10 forward a very vicious thing that's been going on on the internet, and that's these really well-done photoshops of some of our favorite actors in Star Trek. Uh, there's a rumor that they're going to reboot Star Trek The Next Generation uh, in like a Kelvin timeline, and somebody did a really good photoshop. I, I thought it was fantastic. Of, like uh, an AI kind of thing. Like an AI type of thing, exactly. I saw that. You saw Can that I just say um, personally? Your guy. He's an Aussie, right? Um, I don't know. I don't Thor, know. the guy who plays Thor, Chris Elmhurst. I keep telling you, there's 25 million of us. We don't know each other. That like, many? Chris Elmhurst is Australian. Yeah, he That's is, great. right? Yeah, yeah. Talented person. Very He's talented. Problem, kind of Australian that makes me want to move to Australia. Yeah. But and I don't. And what's the deal? I don't. <laughs> what about Rick? What about Rick? Uh, I keep telling, I keep sharing photos of the wonderful wildlife we have. Um, Seriously, though, there will never be a reboot of The Next Generation, ever. Oh, dear God, no. Forget about it. It's fan fiction, Mm -hmm. never going to happen. It would be disastrous for Paramount to even think about it. Yeah, that would not be the way to go. They need to start developing new track. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Going the next forward. next generation to come. But yeah. yeah, but just don't don't get caught up in all of the the fake AI. Yeah. They can they can reference. It's fun to it's fun it's to look s- at though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They and, can and, and that's the cool part. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say that because I find I think there's a few people on the internet that really buy into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really believe mm-hmm. it. It's just like, God, oh, I don't want to break your heart. But what would you want though? Would you want them to reboot the next generation? Or would you want them to come up with New stories. We no, new characters. stories. I think the best thing they could do, hear me out, right? Yeah. Do a Starfleet Academy, get them through Starfleet Academy, and then the characters that are most successful and most popular and get don't a die. Se- and don't die, <laughs> yeah. get a series. They get on a ship and you see the development of, yeah. you know, Ensign to, you know, Lieutenant and that's a good idea. Can I say though, the, right now, a week or two after Starfleet Academy, I feel like Starfleet Academy to me is like eating uh, a hot dog from a really bad, you know, service station or something. Mm. Like the aftertaste is getting worse and worse. It tasted all right inside there, but now I'm very worried about Starfleet Academy. Really? I'm very. Even though our buddy Michael Chen might have an opportunity to be on. Great, good. Yeah. I want him to see him make money. It's not about that. It's about the viability of the concept and whether it's something that they're going to be spending tens of millions of dollars on. Yeah. When, you know, I feel like now the Starfleet's being made purely out of fan pressure because Starfleet Academy's been around in video game form and book form for so long. I almost feel like Paramount's like, well, we got to do it because... Yeah. Everyone's been asking for it. But ask yourself this. We wanted a Boba Fett series. How did that work out? You mean Mandalorian point two three point five? Well, right? we wanted to see an Obi-Wan series. How did that turn out? I like, like the Obi-Wan series. You don't always I give like fans that, yeah. what they want. Yeah. I liked it too, but <laughs> it's divisive. It's divisive. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But the, the point is, is, is like, you don't always give the fans what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise it's, I the mean, fans. Shock the fans. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm with Jace. I'm not sure that setting Starfleet Academy in that so timeline so far in the future mm-hmm. is really the way to go because also it's going to be more expensive. If no, we, because it doesn't I, have to look the same. 
You don't have to do all wow. that. You know, and no he's the only bold choice they made with that idea is to actually put in the. Yeah, that was a bold. And, but, but they had to also think about the the community that was upset when they just when they canceled Discovery. They want to make sure that's they, true. They, Maybe they like, they're hey, going to use some of the I know characters. Got, right. He was like, we're sorry, you know, but hey, look, we got Tilly because I'm sure she's going to be the main person in the show. I'm not sad about that. Yeah. Hey. So I, I think Not that was I think that was actually a smart move by Paramount to go, hey, don't worry, the twenty, you guys are covered. Look, Listen, I'm not sad silly, about Tilly being in it. I think it's fantastic. She's as close to plus size representation. You don't think it's Tilly? It. Why? I I think it's silly. I think it's Saru. Oh, that works for me too because I he's going to be the Dean. Jones. <laughs> he's going to be the Dean going. Those darn kids have toilet piped my office again. You know? <laughs> Who we it's have to deal with in my office again? Yeah, the, <laughs> you kids. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So. That's what I'm worried though. Does it turn into that? This bunch of kids, and we've got the, you know, we've got all the basic stereotypes from every other teen show that we've ever seen, but they're just wearing Star Trek uniforms. No, yeah. no, no. Um, can I just said, no, oh, Tony no. Newsom went online and said, no, 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 no. Have you noticed how I write? I, that's not going to happen because she's one of the main writers for she's Star, one of the main Star writers. Yeah. Right. Well, that and gives me a lot of confidence because she's brilliant. And somebody asked her straight out of the bat. Like, several people on Twitter said, hey, we don't want a, a CW teen drama. And she's like, no, 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 no. I have not. Have you ever seen any of the things I'm in? Or anything yeah. I've ever written, it's not a CWC. It was concerning because one of the, the the showrunners was a head writer on Nancy Drew. Yeah, yeah. The CW Nancy yeah. Drew. So you do go, well, is that the level of what we're playing? No. Are we, are but we that doesn't CW mean that that writer doesn't know how to write sci-fi. And maybe that was just a job that paid the bills for a little but while. Here's the other issue with Starfleet Academy. In essence, is it not repeating themes of what we're already getting in Prodigy? Young people who don't know how to get through situations, being put in situations they have to figure their way out of. Yeah, um, in a way, in a way, it is kind it of is. treading on the same territory, isn't it? Yeah, unless it's you know, those characters was, in there. You know, there was a Starfleet Academy comic book series back in yes. the late '90s and early 2000s that was really good. Okay, and if Why? they take inspiration from anything i hope it's that well this was a 23rd century set series so you had nog was one of the main characters oh. um you also had uh, a descendant of decker from the motion picture uh he was like starfleet royalty you had a vulcan oh. and you had a um, andorian and then you had a couple of other characters but they went through this huge long arc, which spoilers for a 25 year old comic book. Uh, they went through this huge arc where the Vulcan looked like she was like not all there. And then it turned out that she was a Romulan who a Vulcan had put her Katra into. And um, they well, went through. Yeah, they Decker got into Red Squad at one point and Nog had to deal with um, basically racism on Earth. And I thought that they did a really good job with this series. So I think that there is there is precedent for an engaging series set at Starfleet Academy. Now, I will say that this has been an idea that's been bounced around literally since 1990. Yeah, I was going to say. And I've never been a gigantic fan of the idea. But I'm willing to give it a chance. Oh yeah, we will all give it a chance. We are just, all gonna absolutely I, I'm, give it a yeah. chance. From, I'm just mm -hmm. fearful. That's what I am. Yeah. Fearful. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, and I, I shouldn't feel... be because what they've currently been delivering us, I think I've come the back of now four seasons of independent Star Trek. And they've all been brilliant from uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds to mm. Lower Deck season to the Prodigy season we had to this, to this show. Yeah. They're really, yeah, the last 12 months, they have been kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that Terry Metalis really understands Star Trek. I think that mm -hmm. when you when you, when you you create a sci-fi, okay, um, you have to understand science fiction, how science fiction works. Um, and you have to know how to deliver that. And I think that he knows how science fiction works, how yeah. uh, how a, it yeah. can be developed. I think yeah, that he has a, great a good writer. Yeah, he's a really so good writer. And he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's just like many Star Trek nerds that we know on this show yeah. and related to the community, except he's also a head writer. So not only does he have the great ideas like we do, he has the ability and the opportunity to, to make himself play it out. So Yeah. Well said, yeah. James. Yeah. All right, let's let's hop into our fun game. Oh, should we go to a commercial break? We haven't had a commercial break, oh, You know what, let's do a commercial guys. break. Yeah. Let me, let me hey, do you guys have any Star Trek V tapes left? Where is the Star Trek V video? You got Star Trek V, the final frontier. Please. Any Star Trek Vs? Ooh, thank you. Great. Thanks. Fabulous. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Would you happen to have Star Trek V? Yes, sir. Star Trek V, the final frontier. It's in. So tell your dealer you want to see it. Wow. How many tell disappointed your people? Tell your dealer that yeah. you want to see it. How yeah, many disappointed people were they when they were handing the movie back? Yeah, he was forceful there. Yeah, go yeah. to your dealer and get some meth while you're at it as well. <laughs> yeah, meth, yeah, it's space meth. Oh, All right, it's, it's time. It's time for the segment. We're going to get into this. We've been running long tonight. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's time for Name That Trek Episode. The hell is that? Here we are. Oh, hold on. Before you started, I have to tell uh, the audience who's with yes, me. Who's yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so, Victor Romero, you're with me, my Latino hermano. Uh -oh. And Claudia <laughs> is with Jason. Oh, Claudia's Texas in the Jason. And <laughs> Leticia <laughs> is with Joe. You know, I have people who want under me, too. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah, but they know who to go to to win. <laughs> <laughs> As per tradition, these uh, name episodes are from Next Generation only because we're paying homage to Picard. Picard. Yes. So there's your tip, guys. So if we're ready, let's get the countdown started. And, of course, remember, what are you going to yell out when you know the answer? Oi! Oi! Good work. Okay, here we go, guys. Let's do it. Do, do, do. I really need to get some music going in the background. Yeah, music to good. dance to, perhaps. I don't okay, know. Okay, data. Yeah, definitely it's data. And he's. Oi! Oh, I remember that. Oh, 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 oh. Joe, Joe just yelled that out. That's the Joe? one where they where they find Data's head in a mind. Uh, they go back in time. I'm really after the episode title here. Yeah, I don't remember the title, but I. Oi! Oi! The episode title, Jason. Oi! Yes. Times Arrow Part One. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So yes, the title always trumps the description. So right. If you didn't know but I was title, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So Claudia is our winner. Hey, Claudia, is winner. To bonus point so though, Jason. Bonus point. Can Hello? you tell me this? Sorry. Can you tell me the season and the episode number? Well, that would have been season mm, season five, episode yeah. twenty-four. Oh, that was close. Twenty six. Twenty six. Wow, they did a lot. Yeah, yeah, they did a lot of episodes back then. I don't remember them. I always thought it was twenty two, and then it was done. Twenty six. That's crazy. So Claudia won, and uh, Claudia won. Claudia Claudia already has my contact information. Claudia, just send me a message with your address. You have all of my socials. Shoot old Captain Joe Dove a message, and I'll send. We'll work out with you. Hopefully, you have an iPhone fourteen. That'd be great. <laughs> that was another episode of Name That Trek episode. I saw Neelix making something in there. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go on to our next segment. Uh, segment. 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 Wrong franchise, buddy. Important, yeah, know. wrong franchise. Red Dwarf. Awesome show. Here we go. Ready? It is, yes. It's time for stupid Star Trek questions. Thanks everyone for sending in these questions. We've had a great response recently, so keep them up. It's been amazing. We've got a couple for this week. The first one being, and I think it's a great question, from our friend Admiral hey. Funniest Frontier. What is self-sealing stem bolts used for? There to keep the butt know. bugs out. <laughs> I know. I, I know. For some reason, I did not okay, expect. Nate, what are they used for? Well. Listen, self-sealing <laughs> stem bolts, right? A bolt holds something together, puts mm. two things set that are separate, and puts it together. This one, you don't have to seal with any like um, coagulant or any kind of sealing. You don't have to add anything because when you put the between those two things is going to seal it together like a panel on a ship or so so basically there could be a guy out you know in a spacesuit on the starship with a ratchet gun i always thought it was like a conduit tool to like you know instead of having to actually make any noise and do anything you just drop it and then it gets on the the stem and then seals the symbol I thought maybe it's using the replicator to separate the poop particles. But you see, I, <laughs> I like that answer. I think, first of all, I think it's recycled. Second of all, I think, though, you can use them seating symbols on planets for, like, building houses. Because in these Space Nine, when um, Nog and Jake were young and had the, the symbols that they were trying to get rid of for some Latinum, oh, they sold it to some Bajorans. Yeah. Right? They were trying. So I'm thinking, well, maybe this Pajoran can build something in his house with some stem bolts. Imagine if it's just like a, a, a simple Ferengi like scheme tool and it doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can yeah. see like or either way, it's the smartest answer we've gotten. So let's <laughs> yeah, move on to the true. next question. And our second question for this week is from Triple Hubble. Did Vulcans do something to a, a offend? Bolians at some point. I can't believe every Vulcan sits down and says, Give me the Mo Howard. <laughs> <laughs> no, from the no You know, that's, that's, a, that's a next generation thing. That, because 
in disappeared. Um, it was Spock who had that haircut. Dad had something similar to what had, but Spock's future wife, um, she had you know a, a hair. Yeah, she had a full do. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had a full do. But then we see them in Next Generation, and they're all wearing the same hairstyle. Um, why? Who held up with stem bolts? I don't care if you're Vulcan and all logical. There's a lot more flattering haircuts than that. That's oh. not. <laughs> no. Well, that's the only other answer we got. Well, that was our stupid Star Trek question. Jason the week. from Texas, you don't have an answer? Like, he have... I just said it's to keep the butt bugs out. Oh, okay. That was it. Okay. One more comment. And I'm with you 100%. Heck yeah, I want to see those I curly want to see a curly hair Latino Vulcan. All right. Because, I'm, I'm no, but, but Krim <laughs> was bald. Krim is, Hi, is a Latino, but he's bald. So. By the way, I was upset they killed the hot, bald Vulcan this week. Uh, yeah, somebody no. else. I was really attracted to her. She was gorgeous in my mind. Yeah. I'd yeah. sit there and just mash her. We could both mash our bald scouts together. <laughs> So bald is your thing. So wait, now is that be a, a new type Don't of Vulcan choice, mind really. melting? <laughs> what was that? Is that going to be a new type of Vulcan mind melting? Yeah, they just put the hand there. Just... Yeah, just yeah. Put the two bold heads together, and then you make an <laughs> yeah, ass yeah. of both yourselves. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that was. Uh, that's it for stupid Star Trek questions. Thanks, guys. Keep sending in these stupid Star Trek questions because we're the people that will give you the completely wrong answers. So we're yeah. the guys to come to. I Join us next week for more stupid Star Trek questions. That was fantastic. And this is going to wrap it up for one of our longer episodes of the Captain's Quadrant. And I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. Be sure to go and check out our merch store. And that's where you're going to see some of the future things that you may win. But you can also just buy it. You know, you can skip the whole time and purchase mm -hmm. it and help support our channel. We greatly appreciate it. It also has a lot of the other things that are on this show, this channel. Uh, you really want to check out Looking Forward, Off the Shelf. And these two guys have two amazing shows i gotta figure out how to do this pointing thing yeah, but the yeah, two yeah. jasons uh we will be doing the agony booth when picard goes off the air so that's right our third season of the agony booth will return with an extra bonus thing for it this time yes yes we're not gonna let, let it out just yet, but there's a twist to this season yeah up, yeah so season three is going to be the stronger it's growing the beard this season so, We'd love uh, to have you on, by the way, Geek Filter. We'd love yeah. to have you on. So. Yeah, Geek Filter, definitely. Thanks, uh, Victor. Thanks for watching. Yeah, Victor. Before we before we leave, I know we yes. did not do uh, future speculations, but I have to give my future speculation because I think I've gotten everything figured out. Oh, okay. right. oh yeah. We and I'm being, I'm being okay, serious. Oh, okay. I'm being serious. There's no butt bugs or anything like that. So last yeah. week, I, I mentioned the idea that I think Jack may have a paw race inside of him. Right, And that's where he's getting all these weird freaky powers. And the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense because he's controlling people with his mind and everything. I think he was doing the same thing with Vatic. And he's the one who is, who was communicating with her unknowingly. The paw race in him was, is the big evil head. Think about how he was communicating with her. He was controlling a part of her. Yeah. 
And Deanna did oh, say that he, she sensed a darkness. Yes. Yeah. A now, darkness around. Ooh, I think I have. Every, I think I have everything figured out now. I think that the changelings are trying to get something out of Picard to control the paw wraith. But the paw wraith wants them, wants the changelings to get him into the wormhole. Frontier Day is a distraction. The wormhole is where the paw wraith wants to be. Because what's in the wormhole that the paw wraith wants besides all the prophets dead? What's in the wormhole that the changelings want? Oh, yeah, that's right. The whole There's team. an entire fleet yeah. of Dominion ships yep. in the oh, wormhole. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, remember, he, they, he, Cisco was yes. like, no, guys, I need you to handle yeah. this. And they were like, all right, fine. So, and they, oh, man. Cisco. So the, the, the changelings' plan is to take something out of Picard's body to control the, the paw rate so that they can get the ships out and wipe out what's left of, of the Alpha Quadrant. Because really think about it. If they hit Frontier Day with all the fleet, they've decimated the Federation. The Romulans have been decimated. All they will have in their way is the Klingons. Ooh. So all the work's oh been God. done for them. Mm. There Imagine we go. I figured it out. In a real dark note and they just get wiped out. And I, we'll be all sitting there like. We will have Data, to get Data's on the last one. We would have to get on a call and cry to one another and support one another. Uh, I, you need to get an all Data's left on a therapy. decimated earth with a with a cat petting it, going, "Wow, that was quite the burn." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite the burn. Very nice. Love that. If that happens, Jace, you're gonna have to find us a virtual Australian therapist because we're all going to need a group session. We, we have plenty of therapy down. here. It's cool beer. <laughs> oh, we have a great therapy. It's called the Captain's Quadrant. We'll <laughs> here on the show. Like, come on. Uh, thank you so much for watching. If you're new here, please be sure you subscribe. We really would appreciate it. Give us a like. Uh, these things help us grow and they help us reach a wider audience. Please do. We're, we're growing steadily and we appreciate each and every one of you. So be sure to join us next week and win more prizes. Uh, and I'm going to sign off for all of us here at the Captain's Quadrant. Live long and prosper. Well, I will leave you with this image. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not Teddy!